Hey, how are you? Jason Lee, how you doing, man? I'm in the house, so I'm staying out of trouble. You're in the house bored or not? Nah? I'm not bored, I'm busy. At, I wish I was bored. At first when the quarantine hit, I was like bored, like stopped doing anything, but I got over that pretty quick and got back to work. When the quarantine first happened, I had to call my doctor because I was having heart palpitations because I thought the end of the times was coming. I thought literally Jesus was gonna pull up on a boat and we were out of here, but I'm so, good now. So you don't feel like that anymore? Has your business taken a hit at all? No, I mean, actually business has been good because everybody's trying to figure out how to advertise online. So business is great. I, I think just like, you know, I have a weekend show at iHeart, so we usually have to go to iHeart to do the show, but now we're doing it at home. Other right. than that, you know, I mean, you know, you have a show, so you know how it is. Definitely. Yeah, you're I mean, you're like a gossip kingpin. I'm kind of like an aspiring gossip guy, you know, Adam, don't do it. <laughs> you, you, you don't do it. I like I love the modesty, but you you doing your thing. We, You know, there's room for all of us. We're all doing our thing. No, but like that's kind of the thing is that because now we're like super limited in doing interviews, which was always kind of our bread and butter, we're like more focused on our news thing because we got a Snapchat show that we're uh, very enthusiastic about. So because of the quarantine in particular, that's kind of become our focus, you know? Yeah, but you could, um, you, we've still been doing interviews via like Wirecast, you know I mean? It's different, like, you know, it's different when you have a person in the room with you, you can feel that energy and... Um, you know, you've had some viral shit. I've had some viral shit. It's very hard to go viral when you're on Skype or whatever, but shit. We're figuring it out, man. It's a new world. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the experience is like seeing the entourage. If they roll up with like 14 dusty ass dudes and a bunch of like old cars and shit, then that just kind of adds to the ambiance of doing the interview, you know? Yeah, facts. Wait, so, and you, but see, you interview uh, a specific group that comes at a higher risk. You know, I, I, tend, <laughs> yeah. I, I tend to be a little bit more selective. Like, Boosie, I'm not fucking with him. He's, I don't want to interview him. If really? I do, if I do, I'd probably like have some police in the room because I definitely don't live by the whole no street snitching. I'm not a street guy, so I do call the police. But yeah, like, Boosie, I'm not having Boosie around. Like, you, you, didn't you get robbed or something at one of your interviews? I mean, I had a guy put a gun in my face, but then it ended up being a BB gun and, and I did not get shot with the BB gun. So that was, that was good. It worked out all right. But you reacted like you didn't give a fuck anyway. I mean, that's the thing I think that that's our connection, right? Boot Gang pulls a gun on me. Somebody pulled a gun on you. We acted like it, there wasn't a gun being pulled on us. And that's really crazy in normal the normal world that it's crazy. Right. But I, I mean, do you have any kind of like a street background that prepared you for the, having a gun pointed at you there? Or was that a completely new experience? Uh, no, I've been shot before. So it was like, really? Like, Nick, I got shit to do. Really? This is what we got. You gonna shoot me today? Right. Like, it at least been on Friday. Like, you know, today. I think that that's our problem, though, is that we're too smart because and so we're looking at the other person thinking like you're not gonna shoot me that's crazy like you're gonna go to jail for the rest of your life you're not gonna do that but not everybody is dealing from the same deck of cards you know some people they might not be thinking about it on the level that you're thinking about it back yeah that's why like when i get into it with people in the hip-hop community i just like destroy them online first to the point to where there's a common denominator of wanting to have peace mm. and then we can come together and talk about it but yeah Definitely. So, yeah, wh how would you describe the the celebrities that sort of make it into your orbit? Because, you know, from my perspective, it's kind of like the, the artists that we cover for the most part sort of gravitate towards like younger, more like underground rap type stuff. Whereas like I feel like you're you know, if you've ever been on Love and Hip Hop, you're in. Um, I don't know if you ever fuck Trey songs, you're in like that's just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what your 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 category is there. It's funny you said that. You know, it's crazy. I think the hardest part about my business for me was deciding which niche I wanted to go into. Mm. And so because it was so difficult, I said, I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm just going to interview whoever I want to talk to. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I have interviewed Masika and all those girls from Love and Hip Hop. And I've interviewed Elizabeth Ruiz, who slept with uh, uh, Von, was it Von, what's the football player's name? I don't know. Von Miller, Von Miller. Okay. That was a but and they all went but all those went viral, you know, uh, or Tiffany Haddish. So it's really like I try to just talk to who people are talking about or or that I like. Like I don't like interviewing people that I don't know or don't like because 
unless I have a real strong opinion about why I don't like them. Mm. But other than that, like interviewing somebody because the radio people sent them through is not something I want to do because if I don't want to talk to them, it's going to be boring. Definitely. When, when you started your, your shit though, like what was your idea that would make your, your, your content stand out in a flooded game? Like what, what, what was your value proposition that you were bringing to the table? See, my first initial idea was, okay, I have a lot of people that I know who are famous and I see things written about them that aren't true. So let me unlock Hollywood and bring their voice to the forefront, bring their point of view to the forefront and I'll give them a trusted uh, space for them to share their side of the story. Well, that was my idea and that's still my idea. But when you get into the game and you see one, how competitive uh, having moments are, how competitive it is having getting the first or mm -hmm. getting it accurate, how competitive it is with the people online that want to hear the tea, they want to hear the drama. They don't want to hear all the good shit all the time, right? So once I start getting into the work and kind of seeing, you know, get into the business of it, looking at impressions, looking at our audience growth, looking at our competitors and seeing kind of what was out there, I was like, you know, we're still going to give them a trusted platform to be able to come and have a fair conversation, but we're still going to spill whatever's out there. Like, mm. okay, if so-and-so is cheating on so-and-so, we'll put it out, but we'll call them before we put it out to give them a chance to give us their side or to come on and clean it up. But, you know, that's kind of tricky because I think the people that don't know me think like, oh, he's just a shady guy or he just, you know, whatever. So they, some, the people that don't know me, they don't fuck with me until it gets really intense. But like, there's so many people who are celebrities or who are out there that are sending me shit that I don't even have to be in the room. I don't even have mm. to be in the state or the country because the people around them are the ones sending it to me. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a strange line of work to like want to go into because you're, you're certainly introducing your, you're basically putting yourself in a position where there's going to be a lot of people that are just really not going to like you just off rip. Um, do you ever regret having made that decision? And do you think that you were prepared for what you were taking on? Because I'm sure it just feels like more and more overwhelming over time as more and more famous people uh, sort of take issue with something you might have said and whatnot. You know, I never, um, I, I came into this saying, you know, I don't care who doesn't like me. But the truth is we all want to be respected or liked to some, at some level at some degree. Uh, I, it does get, I do get fatigued with people when they get when they hate me for no reason like recently i criticized meg the stallion and oh, yeah. and all her fan all of the barbs were mad at me because they are her fans because she was a big fan and supporter of nikki and their collaboration but i and i say to people like i haven't said this to the, um, yet about that because i just said fuck all of you i'm just not going to respond to you but i feel like you can be critical of an artist or an artist's work or a decision they make. You could just like you could be, uh, um, you know, critical of the president or a public figure. Like once you become a public figure, you open, even me, you open yourself up to people having an opinion. Mm. So I, I don't like not being liked by everybody, but at the same time, the people that like me are the people that matter to me anyway. So mm. I, I don't. I don't sleep, lose sleep at night. Well, I mean, you can kind of always like in your position, you can always be your own sacrificial lamb. Like if you want to, to make big news, all you have to do is have a big opinion. And like you saying what you said about Meg the Stallion, it's like you probably knew as it was coming out of your mouth that that was going to be a big thing and that you're going to get a lot of views and, and people are going to be talking about you, whether it was positive or negative. Like were you fully conscious of that, making that decision? No, I, I didn't go into it saying, I'm going to say this to make everybody, I, and I don't go into any conversation saying, oh, I'm going to say this to make it go viral. Because like you said, and I think that's important for people to know, we could literally sit at home every day on our Instagram and go viral. Mm. Like you just say, you have a strong opinion about something or somebody, if it's, it's going to force people to take a side, right? That's not how I approach it. I just kind of feel like, you know, if me and you connect as human beings and, and Adam, you call me and say, yo, Jason, I really need X and we cool, I'm gonna get it for you. So mm -hmm. now not a problem. And I'm gonna get it for you without expecting you to do something in return. Now, naturally though, if we have that kind of relationship where you felt comfortable enough to call me up to do something for you, I should be able to call you too when I need something. But, and it'd just genuinely be a, a sharing of our resources, right? Because I think we're all in this world, whether it's us, 
sitting back in the stands and having opinions and sharing it with our audience or them who need our audience to buy into their brand, we all have a symbiotic relationship. You know, mm. at the end of the day, I'm not. I, yeah, my business is what it is, but you and I are both, to a certain degree, are we're in tech. This is tech. Hollywoodunlocked.com is a tech business in the inter- entertainment space. Ultimately, mm. I want to exit. I want to sell it for lots of money and move on. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. But I don't go into it thinking like, yo, I'm going to tear people down just to be malicious enough to get them to blow up my brand. Mm. No, I'm not, I don't do that. But there's like a weird sense of integrity, right? Because if you're not going to say, like, if you're going to hold everybody to the same standard of like, if this video of you cheating exists, so therefore it deserves to be on the internet. And and it's kind of like, if you then don't post a video of somebody cheating just because you're friends with them, then that that that, that is kind of the corrupt part. Like, you should hold everybody to the same standard, right? I agree. And that's why recently, you know, um, I've had I've, I've we've our, my team has posted so many videos that I have gotten calls from people that I know and uh, I don't get calls from people that I don't know. But the audience, no matter what, to a certain degree, if I'm seen being friends with somebody, they automatically believe that no matter what this person does, I'm never going to talk about it, which isn't true. And we've proven it time after time. But it doesn't matter because people will have their perceptions based on however they look at me and my brand, right? And and I don't fall into the trap of focusing on what everybody wants from me uh, in the sense of I got to please this group or that group because you'll never please everybody. So I just mm-hmm. do what I feel is right and I, and I support what I like. And sometimes people say, oh, you're being biased. Well, maybe I don't like what you want me to post. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't like the person that you want me to post. Maybe sometimes if I post something, I may word it in a way that, draws the conclusion of how I feel. Now you can debate it in the comments, but it's not gonna change how I do what I do. Mm. Is, is there a lot of liability concerns in terms of your your job in, in the sense that you're worried about if you publish something that's preemptive and, and the evidence might not be 100% or if you were to even be on your radio show and if you were to speculate about somebody cheating or whatever it might be, like do you, do you have to use the word allegedly constantly and do you feel like that's something you have to worry about is sort of the, the liability? No, I don't use I use the word allegedly, but I try to stay away from gossip and try to stay focused on the facts. Right. Right. I'll give you an example. Recently, the Vulture, they uh, they published an article about the Duce Palooza uh, Mm. event with a host who was accused of sex, sexual misconduct or whatever. I don't know all the details. Right. And in the story, one of my writers said the Rock Nation sponsored event because Jay-Z is an owner in Duce. Right. Well, the Rock Nation attorneys emailed me and they were like, you know, we don't like that you put Rock Nation's name in it. And so I just forwarded to my attorney, like, handle that. And the conclusion was, okay, Rock Nation doesn't own it. Jay-Z does, but Jay-Z owns Rock Nation and they do business in Rock Nation's building. But I see you don't want to have your brand tied to it. So we'll just say a Jay-Z owned brand do say. Done. So we have no problem like working with people to just like fix those little nuances. But we never write like, like when I said Iggy Azalea was pregnant, that's because somebody that was in the studio with her and Playboy Cardi told me she was pregnant. So I was like, oh, yeah, the girl's pregnant. Now that she's, you know, had her baby or whatever, and people are like, oh, no, no, she's had her baby. Like, we already knew that. So we, we don't try to, we don't slander people, but we just, you know, like Boosie. I don't know if you saw the other day where he was talking about having his son's dick sucked by a grown woman. Right. Like, would you going to sue me for that? And they can sue me and bring CPS in the room, too. Now we all at the table. But did the, lawyer, the lawyers hit you up about that? No, they haven't, but oh, okay. that's what I'm saying. Like, they're not going to, like, if you want to, then that means we get to depose you too and your son and whoever. Yeah, I don't think you want to do that. So, yeah, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, it's a weird time to be Boosie because he seems very determined to not change in the face of society changing all around him. I totally, the thing I love about you and me is we understand individualism and standing for what we stand for and saying what we, what the fuck we want in spite of what people think or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are in a, we are in a world that is really weird right now. And let me just try to break this down, right? <laughs> T.I. took a lot of heat for the whole Hyman gate, right? He mm-hmm. wanted to make sure his daughter was a virgin So he accompanied her to a doctor's appointment to ask the doctor or to make sure that that her daughter, his daughter's, his daughter's hymen was still intact, right? Not that it mattered because she could still lose her virginity and keep her hymen intact. 
but he took hella heat from it. Boosie admitted on social media that he had a grown woman perform oral sex on his 12 year old son and nephews and nobody cares. And I'm sitting here perplexed like he should be, he should be in jail. He should be investigated. He should not be played on iHeart. I've already told iHeart, do not put his songs on any of my shows. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to support it. He's a homophobic uh, person who supports pedophilia. That's my perspective. But our culture is like, oh, that's Lil Boosie. He's funny on Instagram. You can't go after him. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I've seen a ton of people losing their minds about it on Twitter. But, yeah, I wouldn't say that the Boosie fans are the types who are really going to care about this, even though, I mean, I agree that it's it's a really insane thing for him to talk about so openly, but it also makes me think about the fact that, uh, you know, Baby uh, Birdman back in, I guess, 2009 or sometime like that, like around like the peak of the Lil Wayne wave, he, I remember like we were watching that Lil Wayne documentary and Baby was talking about the first time that Wayne ever got his dick sucked and how he said, suck Lil Wayne, Lil Dick. And I remember, like, me and my friends losing our minds, fucking laughing and just not being able to believe that he was saying this on camera, talking about having a, a woman suck his, like, 13-year-old rapper homie's dick. And, like, we just, we couldn't believe it. And uh, the fact that Boosie is now talking about it in 2020, about an even younger, his son, and he doesn't seem to think that, like, this is going to negatively impact him is pretty unbelievable. And, and let me tell you, this is why you probably know more about hip hop than I do. I didn't even know about the fucking documentary with uh, Wayne, right? right? So yes, so when we posted the story, Lil Twist goes in and says, I remember those days from the documentary. <laughs> and he says, I've never been the same. And I'm like, wait a minute, were you a victim too? And it's sort of like, people have talked about it, we've glossed over it, but like, it, it just, to me, doesn't sit well with the idea that you're, you did all of that. Not only did you encourage pedophilia with your child, you did it because you wanted to make sure that he was never going to be a, hom a homosexual. And I don't and think that doesn't work. I'm pretty sure. No, it, listen, I'm gay. I've had <laughs> pussy. Hello, if I'm not the poster child for having pussy and liking dick, I don't know what to tell you. Right. But the point is, is that a kid is going to be a kid. I, I, I really didn't follow Boosie's thing to my cousin. My cousin Anthony calls, hey man, you gotta get Boosie on your show. You're gonna, gonna be millions of views. Maybe he's great, he's funny, he's this, that. So then I started tuning into him and like paying attention to his commentary. I'm like, okay, I get the strippers. Okay, now I really stopped fucking with him when he got, when he started fucking with Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle's kid. Mm. But then now this one, I'm like, okay, what's happening? Why, why, is, why are people not outraged? And that to me is the question that I'm literally, I've been for the last 24 hours trying to figure out like, Everybody is on this. Okay, R. Kelly. R. Kelly is a is a, a pedophile and this and that. R. Kelly been a pedophile, but his music allowed you guys to be complicit with it. You're like, okay, fuck it. He still got bump and grind, but he, he yeah, okay, if he did that, where, where are the parents? Doesn't matter. But right. I guess now we live in a weird world where you can snitch and get out of prison and get two million views on Instagram Live. <laughs> we, we, I don't know what world we live in right now. No, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I always would notice that and think that it was weird how rappers didn't really take the heat for the offensive things that they would say. Like, they were somehow sort of given a, a pass by mainstream society. And I think we're starting to really see that break down. I think, like, you know, when, you, when, when Offset said he uh, didn't vibe with queers... I think that that was like a big moment where it was like, oh, we're going to actually like the culture at large is going to actually hold rappers accountable for saying homophobic shit. This is a big development. Um, and I think this is just, you know, Wait, a, offset, offset said that. Yeah, that was a big one. I'm surprised you don't remember that. It was just a, you know, because he, he says five million fucking bars per year and all the different verses he does. But there was just one bar where he said, I, I cannot vibe with queers. Oh, in his song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, do, I do remember. But see, I know Offset personally mm. and Offset privately. Me and him are cool. He's very supportive of me. Um, he's very, uh, I mean, we get along, but I don't, I don't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think of that one. I've never even asked him about that. When yeah. I interviewed him, I'm definitely going to ask him about that though. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, it, it was a big enough deal that they had to put out a statement about it and shit, like acknowledging that they weren't, that weren't really homophobic. I don't know. Who knows? Offset, he's probably just like in a lean trance, just saying whatever the fuck pops into his head in the studio. Well, I, and maybe his relationship with Cardi now has kind of balanced that perception out because all of her, her immediate glam squad are gay. You know what mm. I mean? So she's 
surrounded by it. Uh, maybe he's become a more, I don't know, understanding of the community. I don't know. I've never, I've, I've never felt that way around him, but I've been a lot of, around a lot of rappers who, you know, even though I may not be as flamboyant or all of that, and they know I'm gay, you know, some of them have been a little like, they, they, they're not standoffish, but you know, I definitely know that, you know, whether it's the gay, whether it's the blogging or whatever, I don't know what it is, but I can always feel it's very different than when I'm with the girls. You know, like the girls love me, whether it's Rihanna, whether it's, they love me. Mm. But the guys are always a little standoffish. And I either take that as one, you fucking another bitch or two, you're homophobic. Either mm. way, fuck it. Do you ever it, think, it, it, go ahead. Do you ever think they secretly want to fuck you though? That like they got a little bit of low, they're, they're on the down low? Uh, well, I'm a top, so I don't get fucked. But I would <laughs> right, say, right. Uh, I, yeah, if they want to fuck with me, all they got to do is talk to me. There's a few that I would, I, you know what I mean, come up with something, you know? Listen, I, would, I, I would love to see your uh, see your list. You probably got, got some surprises on there. Well, I'm in love with Kelly Obre right now. That's, you know, you will see me when the, when the NBA get back gets back to work. I will be courtside at the Suns. Uh, I'm saying it here publicly. I posted him on my Instagram. <sighs> every day with hard eyes i'm publicly being gay for you kelly i'm coming to your game um and i've actually hit up a few uh basketball players too sergi baka uh uh swaggy p to you know just tell that nigga like i'm looking for him you know because he's he's funny because what i like about kelly is that i went to uh kendall jenner's party at, at um fashion week last week last year and as soon as i walk in the door it's me serge and a couple other people, as soon as we walk in the door, I see Kelly and he turns around, he been drinking. He said, hey man, I know you in love with me, but I ain't with that gay shit, but I love that you in love with me and I fuck with you, but not like that. So we cool. And I was like, nigga, you didn't even say hi. Wow, that's, that. that's cool though. That's like you made him actually like confront that and have to have that dial. It's, it's funny to think that you made him have that dialogue inside his head before he even had to put it into words. But I respect that though. I respect that, I respect like, don't make it weird and feel a certain way in private. Don't talk mm. in private. Just tell me straight up, like, yo, keep your gay ass over there. I ain't with it. Like, I personally can't speak for the whole community, but I am very co comfortable with having real dialogue because straight people's feelings matter too. Mm. And I know we live in a world right now where it's ultra sensitive. You can't say shit because the gay community is up in our... I feel like, listen, as long as we're coming from an honest place, like, we should be able to say what we need to say. Right, but I mean... How has that been? Let's even just say over like the last 10 years in terms of like the, the opinion of gay people and how open minded people are to it within sort of your community within hip hop, because I mean, you used to even just hear like the F word, the gay F word, uh, you used to hear that all the time in rap music. It feels like very, very minimal, but not not entirely gone from rap lyrics now. So that's like a big change. It, it, the change definitely moves at a snail's pace, but it does it does take place within like the hip hop community. Right. Like I'm sure that you're observing it more more accurately than I am. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think if you're just blatantly using the word fag or faggot, you know, you, you, you it's like saying if it's like Machine Gun Kelly comes down and says nigger, like you got to be ready for that group of people to mobilize on your ass. Right. right. But but, you know, I feel like what's good for the goose is good for the gander, though. Like you kind of got to like decide how you really want to live in a world where it's either acceptable or not acceptable. I think that, you know, well, there's a couple of feelings. One, when Frank Ocean came out with Bad Religion, I was really emotional because I felt like he was telling my story. And I felt like I was so proud to see somebody from my community with a story like mine to be able to be respected by, quote, mainstream media and embraced by the industry the way that he was. That said, I look at Lil Nas X, who says he wants to go and try some coochie. Like, nigga, now, now you're trolling because 6 9 is out here on your ass, and that's the only troll that we care about. So you trying to one-up him by playing down being a homosexual, you suck dick. I don't understand. Now you want to try some pussy. None of us wake up and just say, I'm going to go try some pussy today and put it on Instagram. You do that for a reaction. And that kind of trolling with our community kind of frustrates me because mm -hmm. when you make it a joke, you can't get mad when they make it a joke. And mm -hmm. then the other thing is that I kind of feel like now the industry wants you to be ultra flamboyant and yes and i want to try some pussy and all the stunts to be able to get the news coverage because that's what they want to see specifically from black men and we play right into the stereotype so i i, I like Lil Nas X and i like all his uh success but i've been very critical of him in the way that he trolls the the gay community because it's sort of like you're taking a real serious issue of coming out 
and living in your truth and you're making a joke out of it. It's like a mockery now. That's pretty interesting. No, yeah, that definitely, that definitely is a thing. Um, hey, I wanted to ask you about this too. How do you feel about Safari and his uh, girl Erica starting OnlyFans accounts as a couple? Like this is apparently like a thing that they can share now is that they both are OnlyFans creators. I didn't know that because I don't support them anymore on my platform. I love Safari. He, you know, I, I like him a lot. He's a great guy. Um, and But I respect the fact that he's married to somebody that doesn't like me. Um, and so I don't talk to him anymore and I don't follow them and we don't post about them. Erica got mad when we posted her her uh, pregnancy photo. We, we, we posted a story about her having a pregnancy photo. She basically revealed that she was pregnant. Oh, wow. And she got mad because she felt like we were friends and I shouldn't have did that. But I said, well, if we were friends, you would have told me the exclusive and I gave it to somebody else. So I created my own exclusive. That said, I mean, listen, Safari been trying to sell his dick from when he was doing the whole Doc Johnson deal, you know? So if he can monetize it and make money from it, I heard recently, um, I was talking to somebody who said they talked to him and he put up the video of his dick that he that was leaked online, that he leaked online some time ago. He made $28,000 in a day from it on OnlyFans. Wow. From a dick they've already seen. I don't know, it's a new world we live in. It's a pretty Beyonce big dick. Beyonce knows about OnlyFans. Huh? It's a pretty big dick. It is a pretty big dick. I told I told Safari, you know, it's a pretty big dick. Yeah. You know, I was definitely like, because I did a video, a YouTube video where I reviewed his OnlyFans, and I definitely could kind of feel myself uh, feeling a little inferior by the time I got done making the, the video, because I was just like looking at that thing, and it was just veiny as hell. It was just, it was very wait, intimidating. Wait. <laughs> wait, but are they having sex in the OnlyFans? No. No, uh, from my time looking at his OnlyFans, there was no sign of, of her or, or anyone else at all. It was like a post-apocalyptic type of a scenario. But I, I think that probably a lot of the people who are looking at Safari's OnlyFans are gay men. So probably him doing stuff with a woman on there might not be in his best interest. Probably wouldn't be good for business, for sure. Now, let me ask you, as a straight man watching that, can you watch that and not feel judged? or whatever because you're looking at another man's dick or is it just like hey it's just that's that's what that's the content for today i mean i've always been the kind of person who likes to push myself to the edge of like what i'm willing to like observe or like like me and my friends like we have a website that i'm not going to name that we uh, will occasionally go hit up together and uh we'll watch it and it's basically a much more extreme version of world star so you know i'm, I'm open to that uh, I remember back in the day one time one of my friends found what was clearly like a gay porn VHS tape on the on the train and we we put it in and we all sat around and we're sort of like oh like you know it's just it looked kind of painful like we didn't know what the fuck we were, we were like 19 we just couldn't believe it we're just sitting there laughing and dying so I've always been the kind of person where I wasn't gonna back away from you know looking at Safari's dick really in the grand scheme of things is pretty pretty tame especially when Rona's outside waiting to kick your ass yeah, I mean, hey, we got we all got to do something to kill some time. <laughs> yeah, this whole OnlyFans thing, man, people are making real money out there, you know? Mm. Uh, I just don't, I don't have the body yet for that. Maybe when I do get the body, I, you know, if I do find my abs, I will go put my dick out there. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it by any measure, but no pun intended by any measure. But yeah, I just, uh, I don't know, but we live in a different world now. But people, but I do love the fact that people are adjusting with today's times. I have personally uh purchased some content and um and supported some premium snapchat accounts as part of stimulating the economy i do believe those content creators need support too so mm. yeah a few people probably have hollywood unlock cash apps as receipts but you know i'm a content creator so yeah. kill me there it is um yeah it is it's a pretty pretty strange state of affairs just that this is such a normal thing like there, there's a girl that i know who's like a friend of mine's girlfriend and i think she's maybe 21 and about a year ago she told us that she wanted to start doing porn and and i just remember thinking like oh my god like that is the craziest thing i ever heard i cannot believe that girl thinks she wants to do porn she is so not ready to do porn but uh she didn't end up doing it but then i noticed the other day that she has only fans and I was 0% surprised, like, oh, yeah, of course she has OnlyFans. So that really says a lot about how normalized the process of putting yourself naked on the Internet has become. That, you know, same person one year later, I'm like, oh, yeah, like 0% surprised. A year before that, I was shocked at the idea of it. 
Beyonce said OnlyFans. Now, Beyonce, you know damn well you're not on no OnlyFans. I love you to death, but knock it off. This is mm -hmm. what I'm saying. They, they are normalizing it, and then they wonder why people's kids grow up fucked up doing shit that, that fucks their lives up. Like, I get it. We're in a pandemic, and money may, may be tight for people, so I'm not going to criticize individual decisions. However, I will say there is somebody selling all those Instagram guys and celebrities photos and videos because they've been collecting them and I bought all the files. So I got all those files. If they ever act out, I got you. But I just feel like at some point, you may have a real serious career. You mm. may want to get involved with public service or you may want to just work in the service industry. You don't want to be working at you know, some fucking elite place and then all of a sudden somebody walks in and they've seen your dick. Well, I don't know, though, because, I mean, my, my dick is all over my girl's OnlyFans. And to be honest, like, I, I look forward to being the first OnlyFans senator. I look forward to, to you know, being the, the mayor who had OnlyFans. Like, I think that would be a good look. Wait, your dick is on OnlyFans? Oh, yeah, you can totally. I, I actually have done, like, real, actual professional porn, including one that I'm really proud of is that I did a, a anal threesome with my girlfriend and Riley Reed for OnlyFans. And, uh... I don't know. Wait, I just, I just are felt you like experience right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's out there. Wait, so you had anal sex with your girlfriend and another girl and put it on OnlyFans? Yeah. <laughs> what? What made you do that? Was it on her OnlyFans? Yeah, yeah. My girl's like one of the biggest uh, OnlyFans girls. I think she's in like the top fifty or something. Oh damn! And you're just supporting her by making a cameo yeah and to be honest it doesn't feel like a lot of people really like care that much or think it's that out of the ordinary i would think that people would have cared more i feel like if this was like five years ago that everybody would have cared a lot more mm. yeah well i mean it's definitely an extension of your brand <laughs> hey you ever cover brian pumper you know what i have met brian pumper so many times i cannot understand this man has been in hollywood so long and he always has the same t-shirt on <laughs> the same wife beater <laughs> the same wife beater yeah no i've never interviewed him have you interviewed him no but i'm actually like i'm making a video that's like a really deep dive into everything that i now know about brian pumper after having consumed an pause an insane amount of brian pumper's content uh pause um but i have this video it's it's like it's it's like my masterpiece it's like the the most i've ever researched anything ever in my entire life and i'll, I'll give you one one highlight is that brian pumper says that kendrick lamar came up to him in the club doing the king dingaling dance which is basically like the stupid dance that brian pumper came up with that's sort of like like making it seem like you have a giant dick and he said kendrick lamar came up to him doing that dance but but brian pumper doesn't have the biggest dick well, i don't even understand what the whole infatuation with brian pumper is is it because he's a big black guy with chains in the porn fucking these white girls or I don't, what is it? I, I think he was just like very early on being like a clout chasing, like weird ass Instagram celebrity wannabe because in like 2010, there was a big controversy about like people thought Lloyd Banks did porn, but it was actually uh, some other guy, some gay porn star. And then people, but people thought it was Brian Pumper and Rick Ross ended up like basically calling lloyd banks like a gay ass brian pumper or some shit and uh brian pumper got mad about it and he put out a video on world star was dissing rick ross and brian pumper also dissed jay-z which is pretty wild i mean if you're getting dissed by a porn star evaluate your life like <laughs> I, like just evaluate your life dude the brian pumper video coming soon it's gonna be i'm gonna actually send it to you it's it's gonna be a game-changing no, thing wait so what it, what was your assessment of brian pumper like what is just your top line thought it just seems like a really toxic guy like like everybody who has anything to do with him seems like they just really end up wanting nothing to do with him pretty soon after and i actually i ended up making my only fans review of safari's only fans uh around the same time that i was doing the research for this brian bubber video and i really believe that they both like exist in like the same cultural space in the sense that like very very similar characters but safari's a lot more likable and uh seemingly able to like uh maintain relationships with uh women who are successful and popular and stuff whereas brian pumper pretty much seems like he's like meeting women at the laundromat and then fucking them on putting them on chains and leashes and shit that that's a fair assessment yes <laughs> and safari is a, a extremely likable person i mean he's a good guy so mm. i mean shout out to him uh, i i know i told him that um 
whenever he did his dick deal with Doc Johnson to send me one, he never did. So I don't know if the deal went through, but like, hey, if you can make money out of your dick just because you have a dick, like, I, I'm all with it. Yeah, there, there's something that I, I didn't figure out because my girlfriend has a fleshlight, like a signature, like, vagina mold thing. And uh, I tried to of her, fuck of it. Her, of her vagina? Yeah, and her butthole on the other side. And oh, um, no. I tried to fuck it, and uh, I don't know. It just didn't really work. Like, I felt like it was too tight. Like, I, I tried lubing it up. It was a wait, whole... Wait, wait, wait. If you're saying, if you're saying that your girl's fleshlight which was a replica of her vagina was too tight so it wasn't real then what are you saying no it just I, I could barely even get it in it was like it just didn't feel right it was like a it was my first time ever trying to fuck anything made of rubber i guess and it just it felt like i was gonna rip my fucking penis head in half but did you do it for research or did you yeah. do it because you wanted okay i was just trying to tell her about it tell her like hey i, I finally did it yeah, I want to use a flashlight, but I kind of feel like that would be not being myself. Like it's a pussy, you know what I mean? Right. Like I kind of like staying in my lane. I'm I not still, a drunk driver. Yeah, I haven't figured out the appeal at all on a personal level. I, I always thought it, it just didn't appeal to me, but the, now having tried it and I didn't really have a good first experience, it feels like wow, this is really this is out. So, what do you think about? Uh, and let me ask you because I feel like I was at the Breakfast Club talking to en Envy and. Um, uh, Charlemagne and all them about the, the the stigma in the black community of like gay and hip hop and this and that. What do you think? Do you ever think there could be a real successful gay rapper? Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I still, I definitely see how, you know, it would be very hard to imagine like a gay gangster rapper like that. That would be the hardest challenge to pull off, and I think that that would be the audience that would be the most hesitant to embrace. Uh, you know, a gay rapper. I think, you know, you look at Lil Nas, it's like he's like a massive star, and he, but he's like not really appealing to like the hardcore rap crowd. I think like over time, yeah, you'll probably be able to see more and more of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like even you look at like the McConan thing, I mean, that was like eight years ago or something, but that was somebody who it really felt like, like the public attitude towards him sort of soured a bit because he was gay in a way that would definitely not happen today in the sense that a lot of rap fans might have been actually bothered by McConan being gay, which is, it's kind of hard to imagine that now. Now it feels like he would, McConan, if he came out right now with a big song like that, it would have been like Lil Nas where he was a fucking hero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I want to hear uh, a gay gangster rap song, you yeah. know? Mm, yeah, like yeah. NBA Youngboy, but he's talking about clapping booty cheeks and shit. <laughs> Yeah, I think if a gay man came out with a song talking about uh, clapping booty cheeks, it probably it you probably have to take a while to digest it. Because I don't Pause. know if people all the way there yet. Like I always say to people, and you know, I'm gonna probably get beat up for that because they're gonna say, "Oh, you're a part of the gay community." No, I'm a part of just the world, right? And like I'm gonna be a realist. I believe that everybody should be able to make music. It doesn't mean that the whole world's ready now to consume it all. Like there's shit I don't listen to that you know, yeah, you can do it, but I just don't like it. So. I just hate that we live in a world now where like you have to you have to uh, tow the company line, whatever that company is. Like I feel like you should say whatever the fuck you want, believe whatever you want, do whatever you want. But you know what's weird though is that it's like to be fair, it's hard to imagine a gay gangster rapper being very popular. And I know that the term gangster rapper is not really something that people say so much anymore. But you know everybody will know what I mean. But I mean you could say the same thing. It's it's kind of hard to imagine like a female gangster rapper because a lot of the things that we think are normal from a male rapper are like viewed very differently with a woman like you know we're totally willing to accept kodak black or young boy or whoever talking about popping pills and shit and then if you have a woman talking about that it's much more like you know people would react to that very differently they'd be like oh she's a drug addict yeah that's true it's a very yeah, different standard true. but i feel like um yeah yeah no that's true that's true i think we live in a world full of double standards i think that's because people secretly are you know i feel like uh i was telling my friend the other day he was telling me like, oh, I'm talking to this guy, but he has a girlfriend, but I think he's gay, but I don't know if he's gay. And I'm like, let me just tell you what the test, the litmus test for me is I have five brothers and they're all straight and in the streets, right? If I was to, what I would say was, would my brother do that? If the answer is no, that nigga's straight. If the answer is uh, no, no, yeah, would he do that? If the answer is no, that nigga's, 
straight. But the answer is yes, which my brother would not do in the gay shit, then the nigga's gay. But right. that's my litmus test, because at this point, people just, I'm not surprised by much anymore. But I do feel like if people are just very confident who, who they are and just be, just exist, like you don't have to have all the pressures of, is this right? Is this wrong? Is this gay? Is this straight? Is this violating the terms and conditions of my being a part of the gay community or not? Like you're just existing. Just be honest. I just feel like we need more transparency right now. Do, do gay men end up doing a little bit too much mental gymnastics trying to figure out who is gay, in your opinion? Oh, yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> Do you know the acrobatics that I've done? Of course. Like I, I but I feel like I, I, I I'll kind of like compare it to like a man trying to date a woman, right? Like mm. sometimes, like sometimes you gotta do extra shit. Let me dictate some corny shit I did the other day. And this is some corny shit. Mm -hmm. So I created this quarantine and chill line: sweaters, hats, phone cases, mugs, and blankets. I decided to do a quarantine date with this motherfucker from Brazil who happens to live across the street. I just found out they live across the street. So what I said was, I'm going to order dinner to come to your house and my house at the same time. And we're going to have this date on FaceTime. So oh. we did that. So, right. Some real gay shit, right? That's cute though. So, yeah. It's cute. And I don't really do cute shit. I try to get straight to like the point of what I want. Like, let's just put it out there. Right. Right. But I, but during the thing I had on a quarantine and chill sweater and he's like, yo, that's so dope. I like it. So I had, somebody that was at my house fold up the blanket that I had and run it to his house for him, right? That was so cute. He loved it, whatever. Now, that's a lot. For me in the gay community, that's a lot. Now, what I don't understand is all the hoops people will jump through to get somebody until I go back to the gymnastics that we in our gay, gay community will do to get a man to explore himself. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I feel like straight people do it to be cute and gay people do it to get what they want. So why not? What's wrong with it? Right. It was a very revealing conversation. A lot of stuff I never really thought about, damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a guy will go to no ends to get the girl that he wants, if he really wants her. Mm -hmm. A guy will go to no ends to get the guy that he wants. But as long as it's legal and it's uh, it's moral, why not? Do, do whatever it takes. You're supposed to show somebody that you want that you'll do whatever it takes to get them. Mm. Hey, what, what's some like, uh, like gay pop culture stuff that I should consume that would like, uh, be informative? Like what's what, if you were going to tell a straight guy, like, this is the one TV show that will explain the gay experience to you. Is anything coming to mind? I would say pose. And I, I was late to the pose party. I had met the guys from pose and they, they said that, Oh, you got to watch our show. And I don't really watch a lot of TV anyway, but once I moved into my house and I and I had a lot of downtime because I just moved in this house, whatever, I I uh, turned on Netflix and I went to Pose to watch the first season. And what I loved about it was it really is the experience in the black and brown community when black kids or people of color come out to their parents and then they get disowned and put out in the streets and they're homeless and then they become a part of a house and then they join the ballroom scene and they become that becomes their community and all the issues of not having proper guidance or access to healthcare and, you know, just all the different things. Like I watched that show and I was just so just moved by it. You know, I'm not going to watch drag race because I don't fuck with drag queens like that. And I don't want to watch drag queens. That's just not my thing. Maybe somebody else wants to watch, you know, these niggas do that. That's not my thing. Right. right. But, but I can be, and even though I never got kicked out of my home for that, I got kicked out because my mom was on drugs, but, I never got kicked out for being gay and I'm empathetic to young gay kids who go through that experience to watch it. I'm like, yo, I have so much empathy towards that. Cause that's real shit, you know? Mm. And, um, so I would say, yeah, Pose is really good. I, yeah, I love I, it. I'm definitely gonna check that out. That sounds super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You should. Shit. All right. Well, Jason Lee, cool ass dude. Yeah. It was, it was a very good conversation talking to somebody who I, uh, you know, I'm kind of aspiring to be a great gossipist myself. So you're, you're Adam, kind of, you don't a, know, Adam, my, I seen your numbers. You don't need no damn help. I, <laughs> I, I pay attention to everything. I may be running my own race, but I peek over here and there uh, from time to time. I would love to uh, meet you whenever, whenever we can get through this shit. Let's do it. Yeah. And I can, uh, I'll hit your line. I'll send you some Selena Powell content. You know, that's, that's where no, our worlds overlap. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Do not even speak the name because she she's just okay. I don't know why she hasn't been killed yet. Now I'm not saying that she should be killed, 
I don't want anybody to be killed, but I see the numbers of coronavirus every day with all these people that are dying. And I'm like, why wasn't Selena Powell one of those people? I don't understand why something hasn't happened to her yet. Maybe she just hasn't caught the right one because she's 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 somebody I could see definitely coming up killed one day. And it's unfortunate because she's a pretty girl. But people get I mean, killed for a lot less. People get killed for a lot less. <laughs> I feel like, you know, she and her numbers don't even match up to the effort that she's going to to clout chase. Like right. she's gone after everybody, even went after Uncle Snoop. I'm like, damn, you don't have no discretion. Exposing the cocaine thing, which I mean, I guess I'm in the dark because I would have never thought. Yeah, I that, don't even speak. You know, you speak the name. Now watch here. Here she comes. It's sort oh, of yeah. like, you know, it's sort of like when you say, man, I should put on a rubber because I might catch some. Ah, fuck it. I ain't going to go get a rubber. Now, now you caught some. Now you mm. fucked around and caught some. But no, definitely send me some links. Send me um, the porn that you're watching. Uh, send me any, 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 any derogatory, pornographic, dirty shit. I'm with all that. Um, I want to see your uh, review of uh, Safari's OnlyFans, though. Okay, for sure. He loved it. He freaked out when he saw it. Damn, I, that's creative. See, that's why you're good at what you do, because I didn't even think of that. And I'm really out here looking at some of these OnlyFans. Accounts. I could have just did a review, but see, that. I didn't think about that. Well, I mean, I don't know if I want to necessarily go to this length, but I did see that Selena Powell is saying on her OnlyFans there are videos of her with Snoop and academics and such, which is I don't even I don't even want wait, to wait, know having sex is, with academics. I mean, this is what I, I read this in a blog. Like this is being said, but I don't I don't really have it in me to to go explore and find out, to be honest. Selena, drop it. Send it to Hollywood Unlocked. Send it to Adam and me at the same time, please. <laughs> she did send me the link. I just didn't bother to click on it yet. Yeah. Hey, so question before we get here. What do you think of the whole 6ix9ine thing? Are you are you amazed at it? Or are you I mean, of course it was to be expected in terms of like popularity and all mm. that, but like, did you ever think you would see somebody snitch and get out and be in the streets happy about snitching? I mean, I just think it's a spectacle, you know? It's like I I I don't like, and the one thing I keep pointing out, and people keep calling me a hater for it, but it's true, is that I haven't really seen anybody in the rap world support him since he put this song out. Like, I haven't, I've seen people like Academics and Worldstar, they're reposting his clips, whatever. People are making YouTube videos reacting to it. But for the most part, I, you know, I've I seen him get a quarter million comments on one post, and I go look in the comments and I don't see one rapper or like one person that I would really consider to be like part of like the overall hip hop culture. So it, it's a unbelievably bizarre scenario where you basically have like the biggest rapper or one of the biggest rappers being completely rejected by the rap fans. And meanwhile, you know, the, 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 or not the rap fans, but the rap like community. Meanwhile, like the rap fans are, are going crazy for it. It's, it's a bizarre state of affairs. Yeah, and a lot of people uh, on a lot of the uh, hip hop platforms, radio shows and stuff don't want to interview him. I want to interview him. I find him fascinating. I, I find him fascinating. You know, do I have family that's in the streets that abide by the street culture? Yes, and they don't snitch. You know, but uh, I find it fascinating that he is going against the entire he's going against the entire fabric of what hip hop is supposed to be and street codes and loyalties and this and that, and he ain't lying. He's fucking winning. Like you could say whatever you want. If Jay-Z said men lie, women lie, and numbers don't. He used his he used that line against the whole industry because his numbers are are breaking records. So I find him to be fascinating. Would I hang with him or do some dirt with him? No. But I would interview him. I don't really believe that this situation can end well because I mean everybody keeps figuring out where he's at. I I, I feel like, you know, when that little white girl figured out where he lived. I just was thinking, I'm like, man, imagine if like somebody who was with the shits figured out where he lived before this little girl. Like, I don't know. And I just I don't see him as somebody who's going to live sheltered away, not coming outside. I, I see him as somebody who's going to keep pushing the limits of not only what his probation is going to allow him to do, as well as like, I feel like he's just going to violate his probation at some point. And I also feel like he's going to go outside to the extent where like things are just going to keep happening I, I just i don't feel like his shelf life seems that long to me just given all the scenarios that i can imagine taking place oh no 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 definitely i mean if he doesn't get killed he's definitely going to trip up and violate his parole or his probation um but you know the crazy part is that video when that girl posted it so as soon as i got it i put it up so we i think we put it up we may put it up first so we put it up but 
I put it up and I had hundreds of people in my inbox calling me a snitch. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I'm a snitch for posting his whereabouts, but he snitched. I'm right. like, fuck this world right now. But no, I think, uh, yeah, just can you imagine the amount of money it's gonna cost to stay protected? You can't never come to BET Awards, no matter where you go, like you, you always, and you're a rainbow, like you're a walking leprechaun. You're not gonna even be able to blend in. This story does not end well. That's the only. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, damn, we're we're just watching this terrible tragedy unfold. Because it's not like he's going to get caught slipping in the hood. Mm. He's going to get caught slipping because of how popular he is and everybody posting where he is. You literally cannot just walk down the street or come outside and take a picture anymore because mm. now your shit's on blast. So it's going to be crazy. And I'm going to be right here to report it. I would trust you to uh, to report on it. I actually just interviewed like two of the main bloods that sort of co-signed him early on, and uh, man, they were they were giving me a very good like rendition of that whole series of events. And uh, I mean, I think the thing that's the biggest, most amazing thing is that like when he tries to justify snitching by saying like they fucked my baby mama and they stole millions of dollars from me, there's like twelve people in jail. And those accusations are both about one person and are very much in doubt. Um, I don't think there's a lot of reason to believe that Shoddy fucked 6ix9ine's baby mama or that he really was able to steal that much money from him. But he's using that as justification for throwing all these guys in jail. It's just an absolutely insane uh, you know, it just reminds me of Trump a lot, how he's able to lie, but he lies so passionately that people just sort of buy in on it and choose to just like willfully ignore the facts. Uh, yeah, I interviewed um, Wack, and Wack basically said it's those guys' fault for bringing him in the game. Like, mm. he should have never been a part of the game. But again, you know, we all know that money, money definitely changes rules out here. So i'm gonna i'm interested to see how this plays out but it's only been what a month or two maybe since he's been out like i can't even imagine what the year's gonna look like i mean that video came out five days ago feels like it's been a fucking year right i mean 53 million views in a day yeah i mean i i got my doubts but yeah that's crazy yeah it's it's, it's suspect but we're all watching it unfold Oh, well, I look forward to meeting you in person. For sure. Jason Lee, very good conversation. I appreciate you, and uh, thank you for your time. All, anytime. Peace. Peace.